0: Hello, welcome to our first podcast. My name is Edward Zhang, your host, and we're here with Patrick Leal, our co-host. He's a real estate investor, asset manager, multifamily apartments. He has a couple hundred units currently under management. So let's start the show, Patrick.
1: Now, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm a real estate investor. I come from Hong Kong. And I'm married. and have a kid (laughs) own kid you know so yeah so you know nothing too special i'm a guy that got lucky uh you know end up uh owning over a hundred units of
0: uh property when he said nothing really special can you guys tell me how special is this to own over a hundred units of properties how many units do you guys have i remember a very wise teacher that said when you start off it's the hardest and you want to buy one property a year, and he doesn't look a hundred. Yeah. So how do you do it? Well, it starts with the first one, like everything else. Your first
1: step, right? Uh, you know, I had the when I was uh, nineteen. I have a decision. My mom said, "Hey, okay. I could get you a car, or I could get you a condo." So okay. that decision itself translated to the empire. I Instead of picking the car, I picked the condo. Yeah, I, I, I thought I could always get the car later. That's that's why. And it actually worked out, right? Because what happened was the condo itself appreciated mm-hmm. in price. Right. right. When you bought a condo, and that's 2003 in uh, Vancouver. I bought ah. it at Joy Station. Wow. That condo appreciate. It's more than enough to pay for a car.
0: <laughs> See, that's smart. So,
1: so from then on, I noticed your decision making in life matters about everything you just have to if your whole year you just have to make one good decision
0: make one good choice your whole life trajectory completely shifts it i want you to pause right there the golden nugget is can you say it one more time one what per year
1: one good decision a year that should be your slogan uh, <laughs> okay let me I'm ask you
0: sure. let me just take you sure. back to when you first made that really okay. good decision between the car and the house yeah what led you there? What happened that day? Can you just like play it for me, like a documentary?
1: Sure, sure. I, I I'll I'll go back to the time. You know, honestly, when I make that decision, mm-hmm. I still had to suffer, right? Because what happened was I make that decision, I end up renting the house for six hundred and fifty dollars per month. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing, my mortgage and all my expenses cost 700 Oh Jesus! so You'll I mean am $50. losing 50 bucks a month yeah, we'll at that. that age. Well, mentally I have to accept it, but you know, at that age it's like, well, why am I having someone staying at my place? Right. I'm paying $50 a month so someone else could stay in my place. Right. And lifting up enjoying the condo yeah. itself while I stay at home with the family. Right. And why am I subsidizing
0: for someone's life? at that time I did not understand the true power of real estate. Take it back again. Um, You didn't understand the true power of real estate. You didn't understand asset appreciation, how you own equity. You just thought that you don't want to rent your apartment to somebody where you're losing $50. Okay. So let me tell you like zoom in more. Okay. Play for me like a movie. What is that incident? What is that scene that led you to making this decision? What happened before? What happened? A week before, what happened a month before that led you there?
1: Well, I made the decision first because yeah. I always thought a house is better than a right. car. Right. That's because, you know, a house, I didn't know about appreciation at that time. Yeah. But I always thought, hey, a house is something you could establish. Mm-hmm. You you have a, a, a foundation, right? So everybody, I believe, everybody wants to start somewhere. So you need to build a foundation to start. Right. That's my first condo. So I got that, right? Then, secondly, along the journey, Right, you find things are not as good as it seems. Right, because mm-hmm. hey, along the way, where am I subsidizing? Losing fifty bucks a month, right? Because at that time, I'm not as sophisticated as today. I'm only looking at the shadow numbers, like the very, uh, you know, superficial level. Right, how much rent I get, right, and how much it's going out. Okay. But fast forward a few more years, my condo appreciated by right, another fifty thousand a hundred thousand
0: and I then see the true power real estate right okay so take it back again um in that moment when you made the decision to mm-hmm. purchase that condo were you reading any books
1: yes I was so into rich rich.poor.com okay.
0: that, that. perfect that's what I want to know okay so you were into dad. were yes. you taking any courses was your mom and dad into real estate investment yes. and they trained you when you were a kid. Like, tell me all about that.
1: Sure. Sure. My my way background. Yeah. So I do know my mom do came from, uh you know, the real estate investment background. Yeah. She used to manage a brokerage in Hong Kong. Ah. So every time she uh, she got very wealthy because every time she looked through all those deals that come in from all those realtors, right. she got the first hand to buy it. But she doesn't buy herself, right, because yeah. technically you can't. So she asked my dad
0: to go in on, as a buyer. Is that how they met, right? In well, the, the future, she... if you're a realtor, if you're in the business, no, no, you but... can meet your sibling with the other by buying it on a real yeah. estate.
1: Well, <laughs> my, my dad doesn't have too much yeah. money. He was, uh, you know, he was just a like good looking guy. But, but yeah, like to he, my mom, right? Guy. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But um, <laughs> but, you know, what he did was, uh, you know, my mom's just feeding my dad deals right and my dad just keep buying it and she give him the money he buys it and, and that's how we accumulate a, a, a fortune in in uh, hong kong and join uh you know where everybody's leaving hong kong during that time the night before the ninety
0: seven, before right? 1997 yeah can i can i give the audience a little background on this right before 1997 that was the year when china took over hong kong sovereignty yes. and a lot of people was fearful. So they left Hong Kong. They came to Canada, New Zealand, Australia. They went to England and that was the time when you came to Canada as well, I assume, right? Yeah.
1: Before that, right. Just a few years before that, we went to Montreal, yeah. right? stayed there for a few years, got out immigration, then moved to Vancouver.
0: Great. Okay. That's good to hear. Taking me back to that moment when you decided, yeah, you had parents that were extremely helpful. They trained you on real estate. Yeah. They looked at deals before. Yeah. You had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That yes. was your biggest influence. Yeah. So what happened right there when you signed the paperwork? What was that? How did that happen?
1: Yeah, well, when yeah. my first deal, actually, I'm very grateful because my mom did all the work. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea what I was doing. Every um, investor, every real estate investor, so mm-hmm. they all remember the first deal. And that's yeah. what happened. So you grab my hand, drop, drop me in. We got to see mortgage brokers. I have to see a few of them. And before when we closed on the deal... The funny thing is, I lost my job. I had a job then, and we had to kind of like they're asking me for like the proof of employment letter and stuff. I didn't have it, so I end up just like delaying that uh, the mortgage broker said, "We'll give it to you later." But at the end of the day, we got super lucky. We closed the deal, and still he did not receive the paper till today. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so so it was it was like because. At that time before I bought into um, this condo, mm-hmm. I was actually fired from my job. Oh man. How I many- was working in the casino. There used to be a <laughs> casino here in in Chinatown, in Vancouver, Chinatown. I was talking I back that. to my boss because like, you know, I, I had some kid I had to, I'm a business student, but I had an attitude at the time. So I'm like, hey, He's like, hey, why are you acting yeah. me like this? Right? Because I was just giving some attitude. This is but, actually the
0: first time I heard this. Yeah. This is and,
1: and, I mean, and then he's like, well, you know, because I hate this job. That's what I tell him. <laughs> I hate this job. Right? And then he's like, okay, come into my office. Yeah. Right? And then he said, like, come in, take care of your badge. You're fired. Right? Oh, man. And, that's like, and then I was like, oh, I don't care about being fired, but yeah. then I'm in the middle of getting my first mortgage. That's what it sucked. It freaked me out during the closing. but it's become so memorable to me. It's so, so
0: memorable, right? Awesome. So
1: what I learned from the lesson yeah. also was that a job is not permanent. The real estate,
0: the asset I own is more permanent than the job. So there's a couple of gold nuggets right here. Number one is his first deal. Number two, the asset is more important than his job. Number three, it's always a struggle to do your own first deal, but it's the most memorable. Thank you. I think that's
1: pretty good. Amount, that's a good summary. Right? Yeah, good amount of golden nuggets. Yeah, you know, there's like, a lot of golden nuggets you know, right
0: there. could <laughs> be awesome. putting together a book. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so let's go back to okay. that first deal again. I just want to zoom in. It just sounds very okay. interesting to me, okay? okay? You had your parents that were giving you the background influence. Your genetics has real estate in it. Yeah,
1: like, there's, I know there's real estate in my blood.
0: Think about it this way. I was taking a course on genetics, and they were saying that when you're fetus, you get affected by what your mom do read some good books, listen to the good music because it's going to affect the fetus. His mom was reading deals after deals yeah, when she he was, was doing deals. yes. He was doing deals. And then your first deal, you almost lost your job. Yeah, you I got fired from your casino and you were freaked out. But that's what happened. But you had some background knowledge. Now tell me, what happened next? Oh, what happened next was because as
1: the wheels that go up in, in prices, I got myself a second job yeah. in a restaurant. Then I start trading the stock market, right? And at that time, it was after the um, you know, the tech bus, right? The tech bus. Yeah, there was a time like that. And then after the bus, it started recovering. Okay, mm-hmm. I was trading stocks. I was making so much money each day. So I got a little bit, you know, as a young guy, I got a little bit arrogant, right? Yeah. So I, I make money on the stock market. Yeah. I I make money on my uh, my condo, right? Because we we're under some yeah. recovery at that time, right? Then I got so egotistical at that time where I, I just I didn't do too much due diligence. I go mm-hmm. myself, I went to Hastings and Willington around that area and bought myself a coffee shop. Oh, and this wonderful. is where yeah. I lost seventy thousand dollars. That is a oh,
0: lot of money at the that time. Lot of money.
1: When right. you're young, when, when you're broke, just when starting out,
0: <laughs> when you're making like a thousand a month, seventy thousand is a lot. And I was devastated, yeah, devastated absolutely. for six months. Oh no.
1: Right. So what had helped me yeah. recover? Like, first
0: of all, the, the like lesson I learned there yeah. is that ego would blind the eye. Let go of your ego, your pride. Yeah. I remember going to church yeah. and they were talking about humility and they talked about this king who was really big and famous. And he wanted all these gigantic statues about him. And then God talked to him and said, Hey, why are you so small on the inside that you want all these statues about you mm. and that rang the bell i was like wow i've been so egotistic i wish i experienced what you experienced when we were oh, no, you were 19 i had <laughs> to experience it now i just realized for the past 10 years selling million dollar real estate it made me egotistic i just thought wow i was 24 years old selling a 10 million dollar house i'm like man yeah it's pretty amazing but anyway go back to your story yeah.
1: so at the time it was probably uh, i was about 22 23 years old yeah. roughly around that range where where i took the biggest hit on my life. Reality hits me. Money is not that easy to make. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, it totally depends on market. Right. So that, that was my big lesson, right?
0: Ego blinds the eyes. Okay. Let's go to the second deal that you had. Okay. How do you come from making money in the stock market and making money in real estate? How do you make that decision on buying that coffee shop?
1: Okay. Because I was taking, um, I was actually in BCIT taking yeah. courses of bi- uh, business in- uh, integrated yeah, don't management. What would be that? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so I was taking business yeah. management uh, course there. I thought I, I knew some. I was playing a little bit. I was reading Rich that Poor that You know, yeah. I got a little bit of success and that's why I, I you know, uh, I got way over my circle of competence and mm. and uh and i jumped myself into a coffee shop right i was excited i told my mom hey i need to buy a business the yeah. next thing is business 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 and boom i i rushed into it i didn't do proper due diligence and i end up buying myself a very poor business right okay there was, when you say poor
0: can you define yeah i just
1: means? basically rush in with no due diligence right the owners were saying hey there's a he's keep selling me about yeah. the hope and dream, but the, the place has no customers, <laughs> right? The place that I'm like, and then my ego so big that yeah. it's like, if I touch it, I'm going to turn this thing turn around, right? Yeah. Turn it to go, right? So then that's where reality hits, realization hits. I don't have the to touch, you know, if I touch <laughs> it, things are not turning to gold,
0: right? So, so that's what I learned. How was that coffee shop owner, BSing you into behind this car well you guys see right I was 22 years old yeah
1: lack of experience worldly experience mm-hmm. I don't know what I was doing but I got a lot of books so right? I read a lot of books so I think I have a yeah. huge um, knowledge where in reality is not true right in reality
0: the world works different than what is um strictly off uh, the textbook so you thought that you can handle the business you thought that you can operate a coffee shop that has no customers yeah but turn it around and turn it around maybe you from marketing sales perspective increase the top line let me ask you what kind of books were you reading that led up to that moment oh man it's it's a business school i tell you business business schools
1: those. Accounting folks and all that. They, they, you know, to be honest, they're great if you want to be an employee. You want to yeah. be a manager. You want to fit a piece of the puzzle. But to be an entrepreneur, it is actually you need real-life experience. Right. So you got real-life experience by buying that coffee Yeah, shop. and that cost me, right? That cost me $70,000 to buy. It's It It is, but to me, if I keep growing that
0: money now, it'll be worth quite a bit. Yeah. I could probably grow that to to, you know. To quite to a bit least, of money. Yeah. yeah yeah so just going back to the coffee shop when you say no customers can you tell me what you mean uh, do you have some customers or is it just like a dead shop that they're trying to sell it, it, you when I, we got it, it was a dead shop
1: because the owner had uh, issues like oh they were going for food divorce he haven't opened open the, yeah. the place for a few months all those should be have been wet flags and also you know it, it just doesn't make sense right why am I paying money to buy something that has no revenue, right? So, oh, so
0: it didn't have any revenue.
1: What? Well, because the guy closed up his shop. He closed up his shop, but he sells it cheap. Cheap is not
0: always good. Interesting. Yeah, that's why. So it's got no revenue, no customers. What about the rentals? Does he have the rentals? Got the rentals done. What else does he have done?
1: The rentals and a dream. Then you went back to real estate. Well, no. Then I went into a depression. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so was, after depression, then you went I back to in real I went to depression. I was sad for six months, yeah. and let me go through because this yeah. phase is actually what I call the most transformative mm-hmm. phase of my life. During this depression is where I turned to hey, from a kid to more of a real business person because I experienced my first failure, major uh, failure. Amazing. And through that, it got to a point where I was so sad I couldn't get out of bed and, and stuff like that. And from then on, I studied so much about Tony Robbins uh, and, and a lot of those audio tapes that I could get my hand on. Mm-hmm. Right? So all those uh, speakers and actually they helped tremendously for my recovery. So at that time, I only have two decisions, right? I'm down $70,000. Yeah. As a young kid, I could go buy a job, mm-hmm. but my education wasn't too good. Right. So I could be working about seven years to pay back, saving $10,000 a year. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's not the right. Right. So that's, that's one decision I can make. Mm-hmm. Another decision is like, hey, I look at US, how they deal with the debts. Yeah. You could outgrow your debts. What does that mean? So what happened is that as I took the hit, luckily, I still have the real estate in my house there. Yeah. And I'm saying, well, okay, I'm not good at this game, this business game. Okay. Why don't I go back to a game where I'm good at? It? Yeah. So I took the real estate, go back there. At that time, it was '07 uh, or so. Mm-hmm. You got you got what you call a ninja loan, no, right? So you could bomb. Uh, the the bank would give you a 10% down payment, and then you get 90% more. Oh pay. yeah. So I took <laughs> that on my condo, yeah. and I bought yeah. like I bought yeah. a house in Surrey. Right. I bought two houses in Regina, and I'm more than like a couple more times making back my money. Awesome. So that's the recovery phase. Yeah. By uh, first consolidating myself, getting back on my feet emotionally and all that, then coming up with a plan. Right, I could go defensive plan, which is just working my ass off, very predictable, going back to job. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just going to take more risks, leverage more, and uh, going back to where
0: things I'm good at. Perfect. Well, I think the time is almost up for our interview right here. And we're, don't worry, we're going to do a podcast number two, number three. We're going to do a podcast every single week and we'll get Patrick to come in and we'll do the podcast together. So we have learned about Patrick. We have learned about me. We have learned about his failures. Mm-hmm. We also have learned about how he overcame it, what he learned and also the golden nuggets. So I hope the audience, you out there truly enjoy the show. If you like it, leave a comment below, subscribe to your channel. We're going to make more.